you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious. Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hello, everyone. I am happy to be back with another solo show. And as we start to look out past the end of this month and heading back to work, and I'm sure for many of you, you might have kids going back to school as well. I wanted to provide some thoughts on how to step into this new normal, especially when it comes to heading back to the office. To that end, I wrote an article on Thrive Global titled, Navigating Heading Back to the Office, Don't Leave Your Work Reentry Up to Chance. And in that article, I offer tips to help you rewrite your reentry on your terms and help you ask for what you need and want. So I thought I'd share my thoughts from the article with you here today. And if you prefer to read versus listen, I'll put the link, of course, in the show notes and you can get the content that way. Now, a consideration for you, if you usually listen to these episodes driving or walking, as I often do with podcasts, this might actually be an episode that you want to listen to as part of a quiet mini strategy session for yourself, if you will. You might want to listen and go through the prompts, pausing to capture your notes as you go along. Or if you prefer, just listen in and take what you want from the episode and apply my suggestions to how it best serves you whatever works best for you. So to set the context here, as pandemic restrictions ease, we all know that companies are figuring out and putting in place plans to get employees back to the office full-time or following a hybrid model, which might be more the norm these days. And perhaps some of you are likely already experiencing this or are in roles where you are leading organizations and teams through this transition. People-centered companies are wisely seeking employee input to help them shape their policies, as we heard from Mala Singh, the Chief People Officer of Electronic Arts in episode number 15 of the podcast. But have you paused to figure out what you need and want? That's an important question. So if your leaders or boss ask you what you want and what would support you, are you ready to answer? Or if you're a leader, have you paused to think about what you would want so you can help shape things for the better and or create some empathy for what your employees might need as well? Or if you work for a company that isn't proactively seeking input, will you be ready to confidently ask for what you need to re-enter the work world and shape your new normal? Or finally, but perhaps not exhaustively, Perhaps you've already started the transition and you're realizing you need to reshape how you move forward from here. So I think one of the learnings from the pandemic is that workers really need to take back some power and confidently set boundaries so they aren't slaves to work 24 seven. Because really being always on or always available isn't a sign of commitment. 
I've learned. It's a sign that frustration and burnout will show up in one's future. I've experienced this, so no, (laughs) I know that it's true. And being constantly busy isn't a sign of accomplishment or worthiness. It's a sign that your resiliency stores are being depleted and will run out at some point. You just might not be realizing it yet. And as many experts on burnout talk about, burnout kind of sneaks up on us. We hide it for a long time before we shut down. And it's usually our bodies that shut down and say, no more. So don't get me wrong, this isn't easy, especially for us ambitious folks or those of us who are hard workers. And I just wanna say here, since I'm one of these people, just because I am does not mean I don't want to have a life in more harmony or that I don't want to avoid burnout. This really is a constant practice to learn to live with sustainable ambition. So while this episode isn't about burnout, I'm suggesting that we not leave our work reentry up to chance and instead get attuned to what we want and need to reenter our, on our terms. So I'm suggesting we take or consider five actions. So the first is to start with visioning. So before you can ask for anything, you have to have a sense of what you actually need and want. And to get clear on that, it's helpful to pause for a moment and reflect. It doesn't have to take an inordinate amount of time, but do set aside some time to consider what you need to help your life function well and in more harmony for you to be fulfilled and for you to show up as your best self in all aspects of your life. And as Catherine Carruthers suggests in episode number 22 of the podcast, talk to the people important to you in your life about this. Get get their input um, into what would this visioning of a more harmonious life kind of look like. So a first step in this visioning to consider is to actually learn from this pandemic living we've been doing. So there was a good article written by Arthur Brooks which I'll capture in the show notes, that talks about really taking advantage of what this momentary pause has given us. It really is this new experience that holds a lot of learning for each of us. So consider what from during the time of the pandemic do you want to carry forward? And what from during the time of the pandemic do you want to put down and leave behind? Next, uh, define success for yourself in your life. This is really a critical pillar of sustainable ambition. You know, you won't be able to sustain something that you're doing if you're living someone else's agenda. It just at some point it will break down. So in this moment of reimagining your world, take ownership of what success looks like to you and define it on your terms. Look at what you want and get to do and who you want and get to be rather than considering and anchoring on societal shoulds. So ask, like, what would I want to do to feel successful and fulfilled in my life? Who would I want to be to feel successful and fulfilled in my life? And then even consider how you might measure that success and be inspired by Eva Dino in episode number 16, where she talks about measuring her success on things like the number of camping nights per year she gets to take with her family or running the, a certain number of miles per week. So for example, your success metrics might include something like committing to having an evening meal for an hour every day with your family because you value connection and being a good parent. 
So next, after defining success for yourself in your life, get clear on your values because that's going to be a core component of that success as well. And really take the time to better understand what you value in your life and what's important to prioritize. And then define what those values really mean to you. So if you value creativity, learning, or family, for example, what do those specifically mean to you? So creativity might mean that you want to be able to have time to master your musical talents as a hobby. Or learning might mean that you always want to be immersed in a challenging work project. Family may mean maintaining a deep connection with your parents and siblings. These values show up and look different for each of us. So it's really helpful to define them for yourself so you know how you want to integrate them into your life. So with that understanding of what you consider success and your values, come back to the visioning of your life. What does it look like to live according to your definition of success and your values? Where are you putting your attention and your energy? What's present in your life? And what role does work play? Where does it fit into your priority list? And come back to also, again, where we started, which is what from pandemic living do you want to keep or shed? Now, one way to think about um, summarizing what you came up with is to consider visualizing, per se, like the vision of your life over a course and different periods of time. So what's present in this vision across a week, month, quarter, or year? What are the core elements that are there that deliver on this success, deliver on these values? Where are you putting your time and attention? And what should you put on the calendar first based on this? Okay, so with visioning kind of set out, let's now layer on number two, which is ambition and pace. So I talk about this with sustainable ambition that many of us fail to get clear on our personal internally driven ambitions. We aren't honest about how good we wanna be and how quickly we wanna attain our aspirations or perhaps honest isn't quite right. It's more, it's not present to us or we don't keep it in focus. And societally, we make a lot of judgments and assumptions on this front one way or the other. For example, some believe we should demonstrate grit and rise up the ladder quickly, while others negatively view some of us who are workaholics. So I'll admit, I am a bit of one who is both looking for sustainability and have learned how to accomplish that in my life, even being a bit of a workaholic, but it takes practice. So Neither is right or wrong here is, is really my point. What's important is to tune into what you want. And that's why I talk about right aspiration. As I've shared before in other uh, episodes, this idea of right isn't meant to represent right or wrong. It's meant to be kind of the Goldilocks kind of right. Not too hot, not too cold, just right. And importantly, most importantly, for you. So get clear on your current ambitions. You know, think about what are your goals for the next 12 to 18 months? Where do you want to be and what do you want to have achieved? And what do you want to take on now as a focus versus set aside for another season, if you will? So another thing to think about when you're thinking about ambition, and I've kind of been alluding to it here, is to think about layering on setting your pace. So a common theme coming out of the pandemic is the aversion to going back to our modern pace of constant busyness. And to break that cycle, one has to be realistic about the pace at which they want to be leading their lives and managing their careers. So be honest. Do you want to be in the fast lane, the middle lane, or the slow lane? 
And again, there's no right answer. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being in any of them. You know, some people run at a faster pace and want to be in the fast lane because they're jazzed by their life and work, or it's just how they're wired. Um, others may be balancing work and family, so want to be in the middle lane. And then others, especially now, frankly, maybe in a state of recovery because of the recent demands from work, caregiving, or general life circumstances. So what's most important is to be honest about what you need in your life right now and, and what you want your life to feel like. So what kind of pace are you willing to embrace at this point in your life? So with that, now relook at the vision of your life from step number one. And with your ambitions and awareness of pace in mind, plan and shape your time accordingly and recognize that you're likely going to have to make some choices. So what will you cut from your list? What, you, what will you reprioritize? What will you allow yourself to be bad at or lower your expectations and standards because you want to put your attention elsewhere? What might you be able to outsource or what can you share with others? So that's number two, thinking about ambition and pace. So the third thing to look at is resilience. So work-life balance is a term I don't really like and that I think many of us say this really does us a disservice. It sets unrealistic expectations about our work life should look like. It is rare that we can have balance all of the time. And as Adam Grant has said, quote, Work-life balance sets an unrealistic expectation of keeping different worlds in steady equilibrium, end quote. So I think a better way to find more fulfillment and avoid burnout is to build work-life resilience. So start with determining what you need to sustain yourself. So get clear on the non-negotiable must-do activities that you need to have as part of your day, week, or month that will keep you operating at your best. So for example, I must exercise in the morning or I must meditate for 15 minutes to reset myself in the middle of the day, or I need to write for 30 minutes in the evening to reflect and process the day, or I need to get out into nature for an extended period of time each week, or I need to time with my closest friends each month, um, or I need to attend at least one of my children's activities each month. Whatever it is, get clear on how you will fit those in and have backup plans. Leslie Ford talks about this in episode 19 of the podcast. And ideally, again, put those sustaining activities on your calendar first and work to create habits that can really bring those into your life without a struggle. And don't forget to add to your list of activities those things that include play, pleasure, and pauses as these types of activities are really needed to build up our resilience stores. So with that lens of building resilience, relook at your vision of your life. Are there activities you now need to add? Anything you're going to cut and reprioritize to make space for these sustaining resilience building activities that are such a priority. So with that, let's move on to step number four, which is about work and home craft. And with the above steps completed and your vision of life in hand, I think it's helpful to kind of think about this idea of work and home craft. I'm taking this term and kind of building on it um, 
to build a broader view than this idea of job crafting. Job crafting is about aligning one's job to what best works for the individual to get more satisfaction out of work. So I'm calling work and home crafting this idea of crafting your work and home structures to better align with your holistic life to get more satisfaction out of work and life. So like, what would you need to negotiate with your work and at home to support your visioning, your ambition and pace, and allow time for you to build your resilience? Or another way to think about this would be to think about how, what, what would it look like for you to accommodate more of your life? You know, in episode 16, uh, Christine Bader shared how modern work structures often don't leave enough room to accommodate other aspects of our lives. And it's really true. Many of us essentially feel like we're slaves to our work with a little time left for the personal. So what would it look like to renegotiate your work structure to accommodate more of your life you've been envisioning? Or another thing to think about here is, is to think about how you can create more ease. Many of us think we need to slug through our work and home lives. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with working hard, but does it always have to be hard? So what if we were to challenge ourselves to bring in more ease and ask yourself, what could my work and home structures look like to bring more ease to my life? Then what do I need to ask for to create that that ease at the office and at home? So number four, again, work and home craft. So now that you have this vision, like how do you need to reshape things to actually support what you're starting to envision? And then finally, step number five is really me encouraging you to not forget the learning loop. You know, our lives aren't static, nor do we always know what will work for us. So that will certainly be the case as we re-enter the world and renegotiate our lives at work and at home during this time. So I think it's really important to add a learning loop to this process so you can learn, grow, and evolve around what works for you over time. So from the prompts above, you'll have knowledge of what's important to have in your life, what you'll be prioritizing now, perhaps the activities that will sustain you and build your resilience stores, and how your work and home structures can support this new vision. Now get clear on what you want to prototype first. So one thing is I get it. Oftentimes when I'm doing these podcasts or my writing, I I throw a lot at you to consider. So now... What if you were to simplify it down and just think about what are a few big or small changes you're willing to take on and or ask for and incorporate into your work life? And consider just two to three. And if you're going to talk to your boss, know that talking to them about testing a prototype plan or a pilot will likely get better traction than making outright demands. So this idea of a learning loop is really important. So put yourself in a position really to try and refine in partnership with them. And then once you start to put your ideas into action, really proactively establish a check-in point for yourself and with your boss. You know, pick a time now, one quarter out, and put an hour block on your calendar at least to evaluate where do you stand with your practices and your alignment to your vision? How are you feeling about the use of your time and your pace? Are these new work or home structures supporting more work-life fulfillment? You know, what's working? What's not working? What do you want to keep doing, stop doing? Or what do you want to try next? 
And then from here, what do you need to renegotiate, say, at work, at home, or with other people in your life? So with that, I, my hope is you can start to think about what will it look like to, to rewrite my reentry on my terms and start to take some control of this. And to summarize, I'm suggesting you start with visioning, consider your ambition and pace, don't forget the activities that will build your resilience, practice work and home craft, and then create your learning loop. Now, some of the things that you might want to do um, to better align with your life vision or to your work and home craft may be things that you can do on your own. They may be things you need to negotiate with your partner or family, or maybe things you need to negotiate with your boss or, or employer. And when it comes to companies, let's just be honest, they, they can accommodate the, the individual needs of every single person or just know that they need to find policies and approaches that are going to work so we can all work together productively to deliver on the organization's purpose and goals. So be realistic in your ask, but also push too. I don't say this to discourage you. I just have empathy for the other side and recognize um, what senior leaders likely need to be balancing. Um, but that shouldn't stop you from asking to shape work to better work for you and others. And, you know, this adage of simply, you know, you don't get we don't ask for is true. You know, we need to speak up for work-life fulfillment and, and better harmony for ourselves. So um, it's better to me to believe we have choice in the matter and use our voices to ask for what we need. Plus, many that I've spoken to on, on the podcast, like Leslie Ford again in episode number 19, and Liz Kaler and Claire Davenport in episode number 23, say that modeling behaviors oneself is really important and improves the workplace for others. So with that, I really encourage us to carpe diem, really seize the day, to shape them in a way that will allow you to be more fulfilled and show up as your best self as we step back out into the world. So I'll leave it there. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. If you happen to have a listener question you'd like me to address or want to send on some feedback, please shoot me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd be very appreciative if you'd rate, review, and share it with others. Thank you so much. So here's to rewriting your re-entry on your terms and be well all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.